0: Our grog. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sider podcast. I'm Matthew Weir and I'm joined by only Kerry Warbus this week. Poor Peter has been struck down with uh, that very fashionable virus of our times and he just isn't feeling up to the task tonight. So we've given him the night off. We've packed him off with a warm blanket, some Vicks, Faker rub, and uh, what else did you give him, Kerry?
1: Uh, <laughs> <have> I given- <laughs> no, what I was just thinking, though, Matthew, is isn't it funny? How he goes off sick weeks into hating the archers <laughs> do you know what i mean
0: yeah he's, he's saying he's uh he's playing hooky yeah
1: he's swinging the lead Yeah, all this old charlotte's got it cyrus has got it he's just over embroidering i think he's some in some uh like gentleman's club in london <laughs> who, whooping it up
0: <laughs> well, we will we we will put our people out there and try and find out if that's true. Um, I'm going to do some nice early doors style ad putting in mm. case I forget. Let's put an ad right now. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Okay, Kerry. Also, we've got a special announcement to make here at the podcast. There are going to be changes. Mm. We got some feedback. We always listen to our reviews. And we did have a, a th- only our third ever one-star review this week. And uh, can I just say, in the words of that great Prime Minister Liz Truss, we hear you and we have listened. So from now on, we're going to produce two podcasts per week. We're going to do one where we don't constantly complain about the Archer's characters, the writing and the storylines. We certainly won't be friendly to each other and talk about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to produce this one that you're listening to now. (laughs) Look out for that other one.
1: Yeah, thanks for that review, Poderella. (laughs) I wonder if they do a pod, that
0: Poderella person. I don't know. I'd I'd like to hear their podcast. I assume it's them in an empty room screaming into the void.
1: Oh, I've heard that
0: one. (laughs) Um, yeah, isn't it strange that like, you know, the fact that I think people don't realise, or I hope they do realise, but Poderella didn't, Mm. that, uh, you know, quite often, despite a little bit of a WhatsApp chat, you know, it is like catching up with friends every Friday when we do Mm -hmm. this, and we actually like each other, which is an interesting dynamic to have on a podcast.
1: Yeah. Also, I do wonder whether Poderella is on Twitter very often, for one thing, because, I don't, I don't think they are, are they? Because Twitter is pretty much um, slate. It's pretty visceral,
0: isn't it, about the archers? It is, it
1: is. Yeah. I mean, a fondness, but also
0: pulling everything apart.
1: But thanks, Poderella.
0: <laughs> all right. I mean, it could have just as easily, all of those words could have, been a, could have actually been a five-star review. They complain about the archers. They complain about the characters. Mm. And,
1: uh, yeah, they talk anyway. about their own stuff.
0: This is all wasted energy. Kerry because they're not listening anymore so oh yeah they've, they've given up on us <laughs> they've given up on us so it doesn't matter um, you know so they're gone someone I'm happy has entered the Ambridge world is Paul what did you think?
1: I really like him I, I, it was funny because yesterday I did the tweet along and I hadn't listened to Wednesdays and and Wednesday was when he appeared. So I was listening to this bloke and I was like, oh, he's got a lovely voice. Very nice. And he was talking about cracking the whip and things. I was getting quite um, hot under the collar. Then today I listened to Wednesdays and he's as camp as a row of tents, isn't he? I think I was barking up the wrong tree there. Um He's a very welcome character, full of life and energy and silliness, um, very humorous. And also, he's when when um, Alistair was pulling him up on things, he was standing his own, wasn't he? And sort of going, what, what are you talking about? And I loved how he hid the fact that Denise is his mum until a crucial top Trump moment.
0: Yeah, we love a big banging reveal. It reminded me a little bit of when Susan was slagging off Jazza to Tracy. <laughs> she had to just go, yeah. I'm dating him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah do you like him too
0: i love him i really really enjoyed Mm. it in fact that bit at the end i was like i was just getting ready to leave work and I'd, i'd already put my pods in and i was listening away and when he said well you've only had a couple of hours with a handover how do you don't know denise and i was like oh my god (laughs) I can see what's going to happen here. And then he said, well, I'm her son. She's my mother. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I did get a very good tweet from someone. I think I was, oh, i tell you why I was listening at work. I was doing the tweet along that night. Yeah,
1: because I didn't listen. Yes. And I
0: wasn't leaving work. I was getting ready for a class and I was ignoring all my students in the 15 minutes where I normally make chit chat at the beginning of the class because I was listening to the archers pretending I was doing something incredibly important. Yeah. (laughs) Someone sent me a tweet after I did retweet it, which was the the whole cat slater. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't my mother. Like, yes, I am. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. I, I mean, he was very, in the Wednesday episode, he was, I don't know, I don't know what want to use the word clumsy or whatever. It was uh, saying that, oh, I'm Paul, like Paul. It's like, all right, we get it, you know. <laughs> And what else? Oh, he was saying that to a dog that the dog should sing its favourite musicals. It was a little bit like, no, oh, all gay men aren't like this, are they? But you know, we get the message.
0: Yeah, some of them are like Adam. <laughs> yes. but, yeah, it was clunky, of course, wasn't it? Because they had to introduce yeah. him as a as a quite um extrovert gay man. Hooray! Yeah. And then we had this whole thing with Alistair who was mm. clearly bristling at it wasn't he and a lot yeah. of the things that Martin later said I thought we were going to end up getting from Alistair mm, did you I did yeah because he was mm. making complaint. he was whining to Jakob about it wasn't he
1: I loved when Jakob went he's only been here half a morning <laughs> He was rather OTT in his response, wasn't he, Alistair? What, especially as they were both saying just prior to his arrival, oh, it's really quiet. I miss Denise's laughter. We need someone who's a bit fun. And then it's like, da <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like tap dancing into the room. What, what rubbed him up the wrong way,
0: do you think? Uh, the fact that he called Margaret Drummond's <laughs> Labrador fags, um, yeah. Margaret mags, and then he hugged Mr Barker. Apparently, Um, he refers to the animals as beasties as well. Yeah. You know, he's just pure entertainment, isn't he? Yeah. But then.
1: He needs to embrace diversity, doesn't he? Alistair needs to embrace diversity. And then gave, like you said, Martin a lecture on the very same.
0: Yeah, because he had a complete conversion within two episodes. (laughs) You shouldn't do everything that I was doing on (laughs) Tuesday and Wednesday, Martin. You know, Martin Gibson's there going, well, you know, I mean, poor old. Paul had to go and talk to Hannah. That's enough to turn anyone gay.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, that that was a bit clunky, I think, as well. The, um, oh, I all of a sudden have to defend the person that I was really irritated by.
0: Yeah, and then they it? had that touching bit at the end. He was like, I thought you went to Reading, which is, I don't know if that's <laughs> like slang. Or something. But uh, yeah. yeah, so he, he went to Reading had a breakup, came home, and they were mm-hmm. having that little bit of like jovial laugh at the end of the episode when went, you know. And Paul was like, But I told my mum, even if I'm living with yeah. you, if you spit on the hanky and try to rub my face, your mum can spit on my face if she wants, Paul.
1: <laughs> I, having said all of that about the clumsy, clunky blah blah, um, I, I really enjoy Alistair and Jacob together. And chucking Paul into the mix was, was great. I really liked it, the whole thing. It's a thing. sitcom, isn't it? Yeah, it's good, it's good. And I, Do you think Alistair will um, take Jacob's advice and complain to Lovell James and get him moved somewhere else?
0: No, no, it's over. Uh, I, I think, really hope uh, not. I, think, I think Paul's sticking around and it's all going to be this thing about, oh, you were so kind to my son. But, what, mm. but he said that he gave a full report to Denise. Mm. So do you think he went back and said, blimey, Alistair's a bit of a tight yeah, he's ass motherfucker, isn't he? <laughs> <it?" laughs>
1: yeah, I hope he sticks around properly as a character in The Archers properly. And obviously I was thinking, well, who's he going to cop off with?
0: A uh, affair with mm. Ian? Ooh. I mean
1: not just because he's gay, I wasn't thinking who's who's he going to cop off with, but anyone who comes into the Arches, who you want to hang around for a, a good while who is well, we don't know he's single actually, do we?
0: Well, I mean in, in terms of who we've currently got, we've got Rory and we've got Ian and Adam, haven't we?
1: Have we got any oh, what about
0: Rory? I said just said Rory.
1: oh sorry, did you? I, thought <laughs> I said Roy
0: <laughs> Wait, no, i tell you what did I if I did say Roy. <laughs> and I will check that back on the edit. That's a, that sure is a twist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Him and Roy in a tent on a <laughs> spiritual home with a longhorn coming in through the side of the tent. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what happened when he took that incredibly tall woman on a date, wasn't it? The longhorns got out and ripped through the tent <laughs> oh, and trampled yeah. them.
1: Oh God, I'd forgotten about her. She was weird, wasn't she?
0: Yeah, they were trampled like a herd of big beasts stampeding along, which was what Mick described. The seventies hit, <laughs> and that's exactly what you were up to last week, Kerry, weren't you? You were getting pummeled by a bunch of big beasts. Oh, we heard the audio.
1: I absolutely had the most fantastic time. Honestly, one because I was with my brother, that was great. And as I I said last week or the week when I was on, um. Me and him don't get together just on our own,
0: ever, really.
1: But Roxy Music were absolutely amazing. And then I met them all, apart from Brian.
0: Yeah, I mean, Brian clearly doesn't get on with the rest of the band, does he?
1: <laughs> well, I reckon Brian doesn't stay in the Intercontinental Hotel in the O two. 2
0: mm, That's possible uh, he, as well.
1: He gets whisked to some uh, Mayfair hotel or just gets limousined home to Sussex.
0: But I did see the photo. You look, you were quite restrained in it, Kerry. <laughs>
1: I do apologise. I'm not, I'm not one for hiding my thoughts and feelings. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was absolutely... Look, Phil Manzanera suddenly came into view and I was going to my brother, look, look, it's Phil Manzanera. And of course, not on the stage. He just looked like a bloke with his coat and scarf on in a lobby mm. of a hotel. Loads of other Rocks and Music fans were milling around and weren't noticing him. Then Paul Thompson and Andy Mackay appeared next to him. It was like, right, okay, this is getting very weird now. And Phil invited me over for a photograph because he could see that I was wigging out nearby. Were you dog. kind
0: of like on all fours at this point, kind of slowly <laughs> walking towards them?
1: I got my phone out, and but I am—I um, was feeling like I need to ask permission to take a photo. You know, I don't—I'm not horrible, but before I had a chance to even try to do that, he sort of beckoned me over because he could tell, and I was like, "Oh God, can I squeeze in between you?" And uh, straight away, I was going, "Oh my God, you were amazing last night. You're legends. I saw you on your first tour. Blah, they look like a gibbering fool. Uh, it's a very
0: precious photograph
1: now." Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have this reverse effect on uh celebrities didn't you once spot Nick Cave in a restaurant and he actually said hello to you first yeah
1: yes (laughs) that is true yeah he was sitting next to me with his son and his son's friend and he he just looked at me went hello (laughs) which was a nice icebreaker because I was I was looking at him knowing who he was I think that's a good way to do it as a star isn't it yeah it's a
0: smart tactic isn't it to say like okay I'm gonna get to the point you're cloying, trying, trying to, get, to, to get yeah, trying to get to, and I'll just I'm just going to beat you to yeah. it, and then we're done.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. Had a wonderful time. Thank you. Yeah, what did you think the musical was that they'd been to see in Birmingham that had seventies uh, show tunes somehow in it?
0: I don't know. I was a bit lazy. I thought about going on to see what's uh, what's oh. <laughs> showing in Birmingham at the moment, and then realised mm. I couldn't be bothered to check that. And okay. uh, I don't know. It's not going to be Hair, is it? I don't think. And it's not going to be no. that god-awful, we will rock you.
1: It was a bit confusing, that, wasn't it? Uh, not that I was wildly interested. However, poor old Joy is being love-bombed a bit, isn't she? And is it sinister or is it genuine?
0: Mm, I don't know. She feels badgered. The last person <laughs> we heard feeling badgered was Tony when he got stuck talking to Trevor Fry in the, bu- in the ball, wasn't it? Badger? <laughs>
1: <I> th- Badger? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to make a joke about that queen guitarist.
0: <laughs> no we don't go there and... that Queen guitarist you're talking about Brian May
1: that's it I
0: can't remember who he is Queen you're getting he a looks, lot of shout he, out he
1: looks he looks like Anita Dobson
0: <laughs> yeah so they both look identical and they've now got silver streaks and they look incredibly mm. like badgers as well Which is, I and think that's why, they're ag- that's why they're against the cull in case someone comes round like some, some yeah. guy, farmer comes round and actually tries to gas them uh, sorry I've completely lost the plot Brian May badgers
1: yeah Joy being badgered, I really enjoyed the scene where Joy was talking to Lee, and Lee was very awkward <laughs> because Joy was like going, "Oh, he told me he loved me," and he was, and Lee went, uh, "Don't you think you should be talking to Helen about this?" <laughs> and you like, "Well, you're my friend. I'll tell you," and carried on regardless.
0: He did ask if we spoke to Rochelle. Oh yes, Rochelle doesn't know. And yeah. fair dues to Lee. He went well. Mabel, my eldest, doesn't tell me anything, which is, that's showing improvement for Lee because when he was on the Cider Shed, he couldn't remember either of his daughter's names.
1: He had no idea who his kids were when he (laughs) was on our podcast.
0: Yeah, but yeah, Joy, I think she's right to be wary, don't you? Peter messaged us and said, massive red flag, mix, abusive. Oh, yes. And I did that bit where he said, you, were you talking about us? And she went, what do you mean? You went, I think you know what. And then that was the end of the scene and we didn't hear from them again. And the fact that mm. that cut off there makes me think that you might be a little bit controlling. Have we got Rob part two on our hands?
1: Oh, no. Please. Don't yeah, do not
0: do this to Joy. For the love of fuck, don't do it. Yeah. Honestly.
1: Because she's obviously wary because she said to Lee, um, you know... My husband used to say he loved me, but he was a liar because he cheated on me, blah, 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 awful. So she's going to have her wariness heightened because of that. But um, also, they've literally only been, they've known each other a couple of weeks, haven't they? Is it longer? A month, maybe?
0: They met at a fake festival, didn't they? And I got, I think that was probably about three months ago.
1: Yeah, at that point. Pottery cheese fest thing. No, hang on. With Toya,
0: you're, you're, no. Well, you're didn't kind they of meet, you're they mixing. Where
1: Toya was, didn't they?
0: Yeah, but Toya was in two places. The pottery thing was when she came to the fair at Pat's invitation, because Joy and Joy and Pat. Oh, hang on, Jesus Christ. Bad chat, Bad chat, Bad chat. There you go. Happy now.
1: I am happy because it had Peter in it and, and you can hear him singing there, can't you? In his gentleman's club.
0: I did have to tell you it was him singing
1: though, didn't I? You did, yeah. had no idea. I also didn't know he was the one who was going Kerry in the um, marvellously put together Brian Ferry and Kerry shagging,
0: but it was the sheep thing. I have no idea what you're talking about
1: oh right okay yeah
0: that was really well done by the way I, I had a slightly different idea which was that we would keep going over live to you at the O2 and we'd have like some muted Roxy music song playing in the background and it would just be <laughs> Clary going but Peter came <laughs> I like up with that. that and I was like no we'll do that that's good um, yeah so hang on how did we how did we get from here to there so oh, yeah to, oh, so Pat Yeah, so they were at that rock festival, first of all, because Helen couldn't go or something. And Pat and Joy went to... Sell cheese? No, no, it wasn't to sell cheese. It was to promote Summer Orchard's juices, wasn't it? Oh,
1: Oh. yeah, they took cheese
0: as well, though, didn't they? And they they took contraband cheese, which wasn't allowed. That's it. And then... Pat went around like some pusher man, <laughs> forcing, <laughs> forcing Borchester Blue and bloody
1: and Toya. In, uh, sorry, Pat invo- invited
0: Toya. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and yep, then Pat yep, okay. and then Toya came to the Ambridge Fair and met Willy Potter yeah. and. the... And the pottery of dreams. <laughs> you see, that was only about
1: six weeks ago, and I've forgotten all about
0: what. I know though. it's a mess, yeah. a madness, isn't it? I wish I could like. Oh. I mean, I heard recently that Peter Jackson was reluctant mm. to watch Amazon's Lord of the Rings series because he's so traumatized from making the oh. the three, the six, like Hobbit and Lord of the Rings movies, and has mm. actually thought about going to hypnotherapy to remove all memory of making them. Don't um, be dumb. Yeah, and apparently. You don't need that, Kerry, because you just erase memories of the (laughs) archers every couple of weeks.
1: I do, yeah. (laughs) It's healthy. It's the only way I can survive.
0: So are we we worried about Mick?
1: Oh, a little bit. But they can't do that storyline again. They cannot do a love-bombing, psycho-control person, can they? Well, we'd hope not. No, no, no. Surely. I mean... I find him annoying though, do you?
0: Yeah, I meant to look up the actor tonight. Do you know what I wrote? I wrote like he's evil Leonard. He sounds like yeah. an evil version of Leonard. He's handy, he can do everything, but he's, he's just like a mansplaining Leonard, isn't it? Leonard can, yeah. Leonard can do most things and he can help with everything, but he does it in a very unassuming way. The way that he looked at Lee's toolbox I mean, oh, are they all in there?
1: Yes, exactly, and also said something about, "Oh, you look like a man with a massive bloody spanner." or Adjustable
0: something. wrench.
1: That's it. <laughs> Helen, though, was vile, wasn't she?
0: In relation to the kids playing. Yes. Go on, Kerry. Yes. I'll let you as 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 a mother. I'll <sighs> let you run with this one. You go.
1: I know, but I just know that if you were a father, you would not be acting like Helen was would you i don't think so i don't oh. i
0: mean they thought it was funny though didn't they
1: oh yeah away from shouting at the children oh she's so uptight really really uptight isn't she because she uh, really early on she sort of said i don't know if a hot tub is suitable for the boys to be in you think well you'll be with them won't you so what's going to go wrong it's just a tub of water
0: an old old friend of mine used a used a word to describe Helen quite a long time ago when the boys were signing up for karate classes with Lee and they just tweeted out Helen is such a naysayer and that's it isn't it in a nutshell yeah
1: yeah because she and Lee were looking. She, Lee, she and Lee were looking forward to time in the hot tub. And she was like, "Oh, but I feel a bit bad. Do you think it's bad that we just want to go in there ourselves?" Yes, it is bad. You've got two boys there. What are you going to just go in that hot tub whilst they're told to sit on the sofa looking at something in your own house? I didn't understand that. Just go and have some fun with everybody in the hot tub.
0: I like the way the cat was just telling them to f off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And then she noticed the boys had gone quiet and Lee was shouting, Jack, no, no, don't. I thought they were drowning the cat at first (laughs) in the hot tub. Um, But hearing Helen shouting at them, like, go straight back home, the pair of you, don't you dare mess about with anything else. And then had a right laugh with Lee about it. All they all they did was put some bubble bath in the hot tub. I think that's quite funny, isn't it?
0: Mm. I mean, we've talked about this this week. Like, I, I've taken on a new bunch of young kids this over the last couple of weeks. Mm. And I, I think I've said on air, maybe I said in private that I don't smile or laugh oh, until yeah. the Christmas holidays are done. Because mm. if you laugh and joke with the kids in the first term, yeah. they just think that, like, they can arse around with you and stuff. So you have to kind yeah. of remain serious and stuff like that. I understand that, but I don't understand if you have this lifelong relationship with your no. <laughs> children that you do one thing and say the other. I mean, all right, I get it. Sometimes the kids say some things that are funny, but you can't laugh because uh, you want to tell them, no, that's cruel, or no, you shouldn't say that. But playing in a hot tub with bubble bath. All right, Kerry, you pouring yeah. yourself a drink there.
1: Oh, did you hear my ice cubes? <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's well, right. Go. I had- I've got a glass that has only ice cubes in it and I have oh. another glass into which I'm going to pour some white wine which hasn't been in a fridge.
0: Okay, and can I- we hear the white wine pouring in?
1: Yeah, hang on, I'll just open it. It's a cheap old screw top. What is it? Sauvignon Blanc.
0: Screw top doesn't from, mean cheap anymore.
1: From Chile. Um, just pour it. Can you hear it? I can. Quite far away that as well. Over the side of my desk. <clears throat> Sorry.
0: That's all right. I, I think we're, I mean, i got to be honest. We're going to go for more of an organic edit this week on the podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, going back to the joy thing, I'm very pleased that she is being a bit wary. And I've. I was also very pleased that Lee said to her, don't tell him you love him if you don't want to. You know, don't feel pressured into it you do things in your own time and then you heard her say something like oh no need to rush is there to him so even though he appeared
0: didn't he and sort of went oh you've been
1: talking about us have you she went yeah well but no need to rush anything is there
0: yeah i hope joy is diplomatic enough to be able to keep him in his place to keep Mm. to keep control of that situation
1: yeah same she's Um. lovely
0: What's okay. the earliest you've been into a courtship when someone has dropped the L word, Kerry? Ooh, that's a good question, isn't it? That's what politicians say.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking, and I don't think there's anything wrong with thinking. So, yeah, pretty early, actually. Less than a month, like, yeah, a couple of times.
0: Okay. <laughs> what about you? Um, I think I probably told someone when I'd had two cans of tenant Super when I was about 14. <laughs> But um,
1: well, on the same day you met
0: them, yeah, I don't think. And I don't <laughs> think it was. I don't think it was from the heart. I have to be honest. I look mm. back now. But um, that's probably my fastest. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. What's your average then?
0: <laughs> oh, seventeen years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> shut up! I'm, I'm joking, of course. Um. Anyway, talking yeah. of love, Brad, yeah. Mia, mm. George. Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, firstly. Wearing a dish on your back.
0: That's going to get anyone horny.
1: What's that all about? Has he not got a rucksack? whats He had to have a dish tied to his back whilst he was on a bicycle.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Brad has got his ends confused because if, he, if he's got the hots for Mia and you say, I've got the turtle's head... <laughs>
1: Yeah, how big was the dish?
0: Enormous, what? I assume, and it's like yeah. yeah, I think it's kind of industrial size. Didn't she want? Did she want it for the tea room, or did I miss that part of it? I mean, it's bit, I will be honest. No. apart from the fact that George was just calling him Turtle Boy, or whatever. <laughs> other than that, <laughs> the, the the minutia of the storyline was lost on me.
1: Hey, George does make me laugh sometimes. Is that bad?
0: No, I I really like George.
1: I loved it when he sort of went um. About Brad and Mia, he said, um, I actually thought you'd suit each other. You're weird. He's
0: weird. <laughs> George is brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. I'm so happy he's in it. And yeah. he's, you know, we like we said last week, He's meant he, th- he fancies himself as a criminal mastermind, but he goes out and buys pheasants instead of turkeys. That little bit where he talked to himself in the shop with Susan, he went, yeah, I learned a lesson. Don't get caught. And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> And you're a twat. Learn that lesson as well. He's never been busted for the burning of the post box, which we all know as him, don't we? Yes, we do. But I do feel, whether that's feedback based or not, that they've been softening him up in the last couple of weeks. Do you get that?
1: Oh, well, yeah, because he's tripping up, isn't he? More and more. And he's also revealing, you know, when he was doing his homework thing and was kind of saying, oh, could I uh, weedle this into my homework i quite liked how mia handled him she she gave as good as she was getting didn't she because she said something about oh yeah it's really um good to see you having a modest ambition and uh, enjoying the low life that you've got. <laughs> because I, I didn't quite understand why she was saying that he would be using less of the world's resources <laughs> by being not very ambitious
0: I don't know. Is it but... just that
1: he'll sort of stay in Ambridge and not ever do anything? Like she probably will.
0: Yeah, stay at home. Mm. Um, not go out drive a car. <laughs> I don't know quite what yeah, she get was... that.
1: She has to mention it though, doesn't she? To anyone when she's talking about anything, you know. Horses shouldn't be, horses should be running free in herds. Everyone should be less ambitious.
0: Um... Are you saying that she's a snowflake? A lefty tofu eating, woke guardian reading snowflake?
1: I mean, bless her, you know, her principles are good ones, but. Not every sentence, please, eh?
0: I mean, if there was one paper she reads, it's probably The Guardian and not The Daily Mail. Let's be fair about that, <sighs> but, you know. I did a little poll about um, who in the archers community reads The Daily Mail, I have to say. Oh, it was,
1: did you, Matthew?
0: It was, it was fairly minimal anyway, um, but less about well, that. Yeah, the
1: people the people who follow us won't be Daily
0: Mail readers. So, hang on, let me just get back to what I was... This, see, <laughs> this is what happens when we're... When we we go off on an eight field rant.
1: We love George. Brad entered into all the mix of George and Mia. I did quite like his, because George was saying, oh, I know who likes you. You need to crack on with the girls. Come on, Mia. um, I'll ask her out for you. And he's like, no, no, no. Will you ask her out then? And when he did, when Brad did ask her out, it was quite sweet, wasn't it? The maths uh, trail at the cathedral. I'd go on that.
0: I was going to ask you that, Kerry. That was one of the key questions I had lined up for you. Would you go on a maths trail?
1: I love that sort of thing. Your mum's a maths
0: teacher, wasn't she?
1: Yeah, yeah, she was.
0: You're weird. She's weird.
1: Yeah, exactly. I am weird. I like things like that, you know, old buildings and poking about, doing a quiz and looking for. They were looking for what was it? He said symmetry and what were the other mathematical things about the building of the oh something about load bearing. <laughs> Wasn't it? I don't. It sounded fascinating to me. I I would go to that.
0: Okay. I mean, do you think? Do you think Brad and Mia are a realistic prospect in the future? I do, mm. yeah. And no, a lot do. of people are getting very excited about it.
1: I'm sensing you're not then thinking.
0: No, so no, no, I the... am. I think ah, it would be a good okay. coupling. I, I do think it is, yeah. it is a little bit of a pairing, the two less well-to-do families together. I mean, personally, and we'll get to her eventually, I have a mini prediction. Who knows? Um, okay. But we know the decision Chelsea made tonight, but I reckon her and Ben will end up together.
1: Good grief! Do you? Yeah, I do. Ooh, I like it.
0: I think I, like I think there won't be there won't be a bebe just yet, mm. but I think that uh, I think they are destined for each other. I think Golly. he's. Uh,
1: what are you basing that on, really? And by the way, Brad and Mia, I think they're both sensitive coves, aren't they? And would be good together.
0: I'm basing it on two large glasses of red wine. I I honestly right. think it w- yes.
1: I thought you might have said uh, you got some cards out to see uh, what the likelihood of them
0: is. Well, I could have done that. I've got a lot of games around the house and a lot of cards. Mm. Uh, There's been a lot of criticism of Chelsea. People forget that Chelsea is still not 18 yet, Mm. and she's getting criticised for her lack of maturity. And I spoke about this with Peter last week, and I was like, wise up, people. (laughs) Um, Can you remember being 17? It's just ridiculous how many people are... Being really visceral about this. I know there's mm. a baby involved, and yeah. it's a, as Chris Morris once said, it's a strong feelings kidney, no matter how much you slice it. It's <laughs> like there is a messy situation, and people need to just yeah. give her a little bit of a break.
1: But not one to be decided by cards.
0: No, I agree with that. I 100% <laughs> agree with that. That bit mm. I didn't understand. I didn't even quite understand the rules. So, well, it was just if it was majority red. So Mm. diamonds and hearts, she was Mm. going to keep the baby. And if it was majority black clubs and why have I forgot the word? Spades. Spades. That's the one.
1: But didn't you think I was sort of like listening to it and I was thinking, God, has she gone a bit mad here? You know, like when she was going, you see, it's a sign. It's telling me. It's like, God, someone really needs to take her under their wing properly and get, you know, direct her towards proper advice and yes, you're right, she is only 17. She shouldn't actually be left to decide this all by herself. Like Ben was saying to her, you know, I'll support you in whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, it's your decision. Yes, of course, you know, ultimately it is, but she needs to be properly guided. Not She's really flailing around, isn't she?
0: I assumed she'd fully taroed up, borrowed um, Adil Shah's outfit and was sat there like mystic Meg with candles burning brad come in i got the cards let's see what they say and the whole time brad's like oh Chelsea, um breakfast's ready yeah. do you want to come downstairs
1: but do you know what matthew Today, please tell me what happened, because when I was doing the tweet-along, she did the cards, decided to keep the baby, and I was like, oh, right, okay, that's happening now. And then next thing I knew, they were having garlic mushrooms. So, And, and then I could see people on Twitter saying, oh, no, we still don't know what she's going to do. So what happened between the cards and the garlic mushrooms, which I love, by the
0: way? I only listened once to the episode, but as far as I know, Brad said to her, you can't make a decision like this based on a shitty old pack of cards that we used to decide what DVDs we were going to watch. Um, and Chelsea went away, thought about it, and then said, actually, no, I don't want to have a kid at 17 because I've got my whole okay. life ahead of me. And oh, yeah, please, that was a
1: quick turnaround. Please,
0: and, and Brad, <laughs> yeah. go up to the room, get the cards, kill them, <laughs> throw them in the bin, and then kill them again, essentially was what she said, as far as I know.
1: Oh, and then did she say, if I get 15 mushrooms... I'll have the baby, and if I get 14, I won't.
0: It's not the most scientific of methods, is it? I think what they're trying to convey there, Kerry, is that she really didn't know what to do up until Mm -hmm. the moment when St. Brad walked in and just laid it on the line to her.
1: Okay, so is she having it or not? She's
0: not. She said, I don't want this baby.
1: Right. She said, I've got a lot of
0: things... I've got a lot of had of, lot of things ahead of me in in life, and one of those might be a baby, <clears throat> but not now.
1: Yeah, what did you think of the Natasha chat with her? Because Natasha sort of said, you know, I I I'm more like you than you know.
0: Well, she went round oh. there to to rough her up, didn't she? But to um, the tea room. Yeah, yeah. I know. I liked the fact that Jazza was like. You know, just remember what happened with the Gemma Gemma in the car and I thought Chelsea was going to get out like her brooch and just scratch Natasha down the front of the face.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the baby's pram. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) With the wheel off. Yeah, you like that?
1: I thought it was quite nice. I, I quite liked that because Chelsea said, oh, oh, I came here to have a go at you. But the babies sort of sent my head a bit funny. And, uh, you know, next thing she knew, she was handing her the wipes and going, oh, she she's cute. And it spun her out a bit. And Natasha could tell and showed some empathy with her.
0: Well, that's the only time Natasha was decent this week because she was bloody awful in relation to the window, wasn't she? She's gone full... Archer, mm. our window. She kept using the possessive pronoun. Well, this, this this shouldn't take long. I don't know what the hold up is. This should be. Yeah. I mean, at one point they said, um, she said, uh, what was it? They said, I don't expect Peggy will be long. I was like, well,
1: <laughs> yeah, a bit awkward that. uh But Alan is a flip flopper, isn't he? Total flip flopper. He keeps having a spine, not having a spine, having a spine, not having a spine.
0: Who gave him the spine, Jim? Yeah. Jim just basically sat back. Jim was like the therapist in Black Books when the owner of Black Books goes to the therapist and the therapist never says anything. And he goes, yeah, well, is a problem. <laughs> I know I'm an awful person. Um, oh, I know what I should do. And the, the therapist in Black Books never opens her mouth and he just leaves and mm. goes and makes decisions. And that's what, almost what Jim did. He just kept yeah. feeding Alan little crumbs to mm. suggest, well, this is your decision. You need to do something about it.
1: Because Alan said something along the lines of, what I don't want is this to be divisive. I need the community to stick together. And, you know, this is why the wait and see thing will be. So Jim just went, yes, correct. You don't want this to be divisive. Do you really sort of hypnotizing him? (laughs) Which is exactly what it will be if a tiny portion of the community gets to show off in window form
0: I, I mean There is a small part of me That is curious to see Particularly if Peggy curates it Because there was that bit With the Natasha said The, the refurbishment And the re- redesign Like we're redesigning it I really want to see What Peggy I reckon like It's going to be Otto the Bull Skewering <laughs> Tony Up the ring piece uh, Tony getting wedges At school It's going to be, it's gonna be a, a Tony kink shame Window
1: Yeah Really tiny Tony getting run over by a train. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I, m- I miss off. that useless with, bastard. <laughs> with soup all over him. Um. <laughs> yeah. The f***ing archers
0: are awful, aren't they? Um, yeah.
1: Absolutely revolting.
0: That's not the show, yeah. by the way. We're not criticising the show.
1: Oh, no. God. Heaven forfeit. Oh, no, no,
0: we can criticise on this version. Sorry, it's the other oh, one. Oh, yeah, because
1: Cordella's not listening to this one. Here, yeah, did we talk about Brad fighting a gatepost
0: yet? No, he stood up for his sister's honour.
1: Hmm. I found that really weird, that scene, because he sort of went, Oh, I get it. The reason you two are shouting at each other in the middle of this field, which I've come through on my bicycle on the way to work. Uh, which no one else would use the root for, is that you're the dad. And then just went, you cheated on her. And Charles went, What? (laughs)
0: Chelsea was like, no, he cheated on Beth. And Ben was like, ah, technically, I didn't even do that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. It was a total guilt-free shag until he got up the duff, Chelsea. And we were like, we were totally fine.
1: And then suddenly, Brad just shouts, come on, fight. Would that yeah. happen? Honestly, really, 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 truly, would it happen?
0: No, it wouldn't. I would, The only thing that was missing from that was for him to go, come on, Queensbury rules. <laughs>
1: And then he threw a punch. Ben ducked. He hit a gatepost, and Ben sort of said, "You've hit a gatepost <laughs> just so we knew what happened, as if as if Brad would have no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, and to use all of his nursing abilities, he said, uh, "You need to put a plaster on that."
1: Yeah, wash
0: it, put a plaster on it,
1: and then went, "Do you want a lift and to lower Loxley. He went, "Well, now I've got my bicycle." It was all really weird.
0: Yeah, I was kind of worried that if Ben had got in the car and given him a lift, that he, he'd have got um, he'd have got Brad pregnant as well. <laughs>
1: Ah, oh, I found Ben so annoying this week. Well, he was Ben, wasn't in it. In it? He wasn't in it much, I know, but he was. I thought, I think he was annoying to Chelsea, and he was sort of that whole scene with Brad was odd.
0: I mean, it's not his fault; it's the scriptwriter. <laughs>
1: Oh, what about Alice and Clary?
0: Well, Mm. we went back in time, didn't we? We did. And we listened to the funeral.
1: I really enjoyed going back in time and listening to Alice at the funeral uh, today. She, the acting in that by her was incredible. But it did bring into relief the fact that Clary was quite gracious in saying, well, Thank you for trying to apologise.
0: Yeah, Clary was very selective with her wording, wasn't she? She said, there's nothing mm. you can say that can yeah. change what you did on that day. But thanks mm-hmm. for, at least you tried. I appreciate tried. you tried. Yeah. And listening to that again, like it, it is like nails Notful. on a on a blackboard, isn't it? It's just really, really hard listen. Yeah, it was great. It was great. <laughs> And the cat, well, yeah, and we got to hear Joe Grundy as well. Ooh,
1: yes. Now hearing his voice suddenly was um, very—it kind of took me by surprise Mm. to hear him again. Yeah, you're right.
0: But anyway, yeah, I mean, we're probably confusing the shit out of the listeners that we've listened to an episode from four and a half (laughs) years ago. Um, But I did, I did feel that I feel like I needed to go back and find that episode Mm -hmm. and listen to it just to give some context. The fact that Alice yeah. is there at the stable is going, it's uh, it's Mia, isn't it? <gasps> mm. There, there isn't she that. Have known?
1: I found that odd.
0: I think it's just born of awkwardness.
1: Okay, so she knew full well it was Mia.
0: And for sure, yeah. Mia was probably shielded from all of that shit that Alice did at the funeral.
1: Oh, I hope so. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear that Mia looks like Nick as well.
0: Yeah. My best mm. friend, Nick. Why are there no photos of me up on this wall at the funeral? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. She, she
0: was such a mess.
1: Hasn't she come a long way?
0: Thank God. I mean, and that is that's the beginning of them telling us her problem, isn't it? Because that started yeah. to develop over the next year. Anyway, yeah, so what did you what did you think of that other than because at the beginning of that episode, Mia was complaining to well not complaining, but just sharing with Clary that Brad looked a bit squashed, which I assume is because he's still carrying that really heavy pot around on his back. <laughs> That's what dishes do to you. <laughs> yeah, they fuck <laughs> you up carrying yeah. around heavy pot. Just say no. <laughs> she didn't say that she wasn't totally. She wasn't totally against the idea of dating him. That the the wording was very strange, wasn't it? About did she really reject him or did she want to reject him? It seemed I came away from that thinking she did. She. I know we're going back to something we talked about. Oh, before, she likes
1: but... him. She likes him definitely. I think. I think she thought it was really touching that. He made that effort because when he, he did that really gibbering thing, didn't he? Where he said about, like, let's go to the Mass Cathedral thing um, as a friend, if you like, or more. Actually, forget about it. Bye.
0: I've <laughs> never heard someone dump themselves.
1: Yes, he did.
0: Um, but yeah, so then she goes to the stables and Alice is showing around, introducing her to the horses. Like, that one's Admiral. That one's Cobweb, Web. That one's called Thunderbaster. Do you want to take him out in the paddock? <laughs>
1: The one that's really dangerous. That she yeah, is, I, I've been in shouldn't that have si- ever been built.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Of course, I've been in that situation once. I went, I went uh, horse riding in Ireland, and they mm-hmm. gave me a horse that hadn't been out of the stable for six months. And this thing got outside and ran off oh. like a fucking lunatic. And as we went off down the field, the woman who owned the stable went, "Stephen, Stephen," and this horse just halted. i just remember sitting there yeah i just remember sitting there at the field going Stephen. what's the name (laughs) of this horse they told me later it was in a movie it was in an irish movie this horse it was an extra oh god I'm going to struggle to remember. It's a very famous Irish film.
1: It wasn't The Commitments where where a horse goes into the tower block. No. Why did they give you a horse that was going to go on the rampage?
0: Uh, I don't think they thought it was going to react quite in the way it did.
1: Bloody hell, dangerous.
0: Yeah, it went absolutely nuts. And the rest of them went for a ride around the field. And I was like, no, I'm just going to trot around the field with this thing because I think Mm. it's a bit... um, Stephen is a little bit heightened. I quite like that a horse was called Stephen.
1: My hairdresser's got a dog called Brian.
0: oh yeah, animals with with proper human names are fantastic yeah
1: I tell you you know going back to the listening to the funeral um episode
0: mm-hmm. I'll
1: tell you what I realized. I'm so glad that Chris isn't in the archers at the moment.
0: He's too busy in Star Wars.
1: It was so good to hear his name and think, oh my God, thank he's not in the Arches at the moment. That made me
0: happy. Yes. There's a bit more character hate. You won't get that over on the other podcast that we're making.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It'll be a very short podcast, that one.
0: No, but that that was a little bit of tying up of loose ends, wasn't it? It it took almost five years, but the apology Mm. for the funeral.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like it.
0: I like it. There should be apologies. Yeah. Um, Should we put an ad in before I forget?
1: This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean,
0: seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin
1: all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10%
0: off your first order site-wide. We have admitted that our editorial policy has now been shaped by negative reviews. Have we had some good reviews?
1: We have, yes, we have indeed. So, having asked Kenny Higgs to do a review... (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that's, that's the actually. tactic now isn't it we just bully people until they, we, they write yeah, a review for us we didn't he said he was
1: going to he messaged saying oh, i mean i've been meaning to do a review as we said on a couple of pods ago um he actually did one and it's absolutely beautiful well done kenny thank you thank you thank you love you very much we went to the same school didn't we kenny it's so long <laughs> But I don't think we're going to read it out until our lovely Peter gets back from his Gentleman's Club.
0: Peter does actually get a mention in the review title as well. So I think it, would be, it would be wrong of us to yeah. not read Kenny's review until Peter is back to full health. By the way, if anyone's listening to this, if your Patreon's on Saturday or your regular listeners um, on Sunday, you can always uh, send Peter your best wishes and hope he gets well soon on, uh, on the whole yeah. Twitter thing.
1: And we got a lovely review from Prestidigitus, and Prestidigitus gave us a four star. Cool. <laughs> and he's and they, not he. I don't know what genitals they have. Said would be five stars, but every so often they spoil it by talking about the archers. So shove that up your what's name, Podella. <laughs> um, Poderella.
0: I hope there isn't a Podella oh, out there.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Podella's probably lovely.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, but Prestidigitus is the one who dissed us for having Saudi Arabian adverts. So I'm uh, very yeah. happy to see. Thank you so much for realising they were nothing to do with us.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, as I, I hope I explained last week. Like, not not on us. Not on us, mate.
1: Yeah. And then Zed Charlotte Z has also given us a lovely one. She's proud of being an Archer's addict and being a Cider Shed Patreon so that she gets the pod on a Saturday. And it means she has an Archer slot every day, highly recommended. And we didn't write that ourselves.
0: Someone asked me um, recently Mm. on our Facebook group, TR Talk said that they didn't know how to find how to write a review on Apple Podcasts. And I looked and I was like, shit, I don't either which is a conclusive proof we don't write our own reviews.
1: We don't, but we have got instructions on our podcast information on how to leave an Apple
0: podcast. Yeah, I think I posted that, that, but they they said they still couldn't find it. But um, anyway... Ah. Tr talk. I will. I will look further into that. Sorry, I've been. Mm. I've been pulling like um, fourth graders off each other for the last couple of days. So uh, once that's done,
1: the Twitter cider shed is doing fantastically well. We're at the cider shed pod. So come along there. Come one, come all, as I always say.
0: Yeah. Um. You can find us on Instagram at the cider shed pod also, and we have a Facebook group which is called the cider shed podcast. We have a fantasy football group. Uh, do I really want to talk about it? It was a quiet week because mm. Manchester City and Arsenal didn't play because there were lots of oh. uh, held up games because of the the death of Elizabeth Windsor.
1: <laughs> we'll have gone down then, I guess, because I think Max will have put some
0: lots of Arsenal play. You are in fifth. I'm in ninth. Ooh. Peter is still last. <laughs> but he's not far off. He might miraculously, he might get off the bottom sometime soon. I really um, think
1: we should mention some other people, to be honest. Who's in the top four? Come on, at least sort of say. Yeah, no,
0: no, I normally do. Um, Andrew Beasley is number one. Oh, that's
1: good. That's a new person at number one.
0: Yeah, Julie Fremantle, who was always riding high, she's now dropped down to number four. Mm. Um, You're only uh, a few points behind Julie.
1: Okay, we'll catch up. Don't worry.
0: Liam, who actually helped me set up the Mm. league, is in 11th, but he's on the rise. He's coming for me. I keep doing massive transfers and spending lots of points.
1: I haven't done any changes since my first team.
0: Yeah, I'm relieved to see that Lindas Llamas are Mm. now in 20th place, where they were languishing just above Peter. Lindas Llamas have got a really particular nationalistic approach. They only pick players from Brazil. I'm not willing to say who the manager of Linda's Llamas is, but I do share a house with them. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah,
1: they're doing well then, aren't they? I mean, living with you.
0: Oh, yeah, they're doing well living with me, of course, yeah.
1: Yeah. What are you up to at the weekend, Matthew?
0: What am I doing this weekend? It's going to be, as I told you, we're caught in this massive storm system. I don't think I'm going out, mm. not doing anything. Editing Mm -hmm. the podcast tomorrow, I will endeavour to get it up on Patreon as soon as possible for Mm -hmm. uh, Patreon listeners, and then the rest of our lovely listeners on Sunday. No plans, literally no plans, just chilling out. Like I said, the mental health improvement I've had from not working Saturdays anymore is absolutely incredible.
1: Oh,
0: that's lovely. I'm happy for you.
1: Hooray!
0: So, okay, Kerry, I'm going to do this thing now. Yeah. I'm gonna give you 10 seconds to think of something that we didn't talk about tonight that was relevant in the archers. Go.
1: Fucking how. Eyebrows. Gayness. Something to do with that.
0: <laughs> yep. Okay, there you go. That's enough. Um have a good uh have a good <laughs> rest of the week, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Oh,
1: bye, see you next week.
0: <laughs> Eyebrows and gayness. <laughs> well,
1: I have no idea that eyebrows were apparently mentioned. I I didn't recall that when I was listening this evening.
0: They were mentioned because... What was the mentioning? Denise is going to spit on the hanky and rub Paul's eyebrows. Ah, that was the eyebrow she was rubbing. Okay. Okay, so actually we're going to leave that bit in and now we'll say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Later. Hello.